0: Hey there, you're listening to Mad Chats with Black Girl, White I'm your host, Jess D. And today's episode is a chatting episode. You know that time where we all get together after class and we stretch, sit and talk about all things jujitsu and life. If you want to continue the conversation, please make sure to follow me on Instagram at blackgirlwhitegee underscore BJJ. And of course, go to my website, blackgirlwhitegee.com to find blog posts and other resources that I hope can help you on your BJJ martial arts and fitness journey. But without further ado, Let's get into the episode. Hey guys, I'm back. I know it's been a couple of weeks and I'm as I said, I'm gonna stop apologizing for taking time off um and you know, trying to get back to my roots, but what <laughs> what do I mean by get back to my roots? I mean this like kinda settle myself because I'm always doing a lot of stuff, but I'm glad to get back and talk to you guys, especially after being on vacation and this past month, um, in November, I was super fortunate to be able to travel to two places. So I went to Panama, um, which if you, um, know me, then you know that I have roots in Panama and it was nice to spend some time with family and, you know, be in some warm weather. Um, unfortunately at the time, Panama was going through some, you know, kind of unrest in a way. There's a lot of protests due to like a company, um, wanting to build a mine on some land. I'm, I don't know all the details. You could always Google it, but it was a lot of protests. Um, there's a lot of road closures. Me and my family are trying to go to the beach and there were closures, um, which allotted us to be in. Um, traffic for I think a total of six hours great stuff and I didn't have internet at the time so (laughs) definitely was bored but it was fine and then um, after a week back then I was in the Philippines for a friend's um, wedding so I it was super nice to be able to travel but what those two places in common have in common is the fact that I got the train in both Panama and the Philippines And I wanted to take some time to talk a a little bit about, you know, what's a little bit different or, you know, more so my experience when it comes to training and traveling and, you know, kind of my thoughts. So uh, I've written about this before on my blog, you know, shameless plug, um, blackgirlwikey.com if you take a peek at the blog. Um, And, you know, there is a way you have to go about, um, tra- you know when you want to go training. Um, train while you're traveling. So, you know, obviously reaching out to the gym itself, seeing what kind of mat fees you have to pay. You know, planning out if you're um gonna do gi or no gi. So seeing the schedule. Um, for both places, uh, I did. I had planned for both. I always planned for both. But in the case that I like so. <laughs> I try to pack light and, you know, I have one of those travel backpacks that I'm like, okay, you know, I'm only going to travel with this. I'm not going to travel with anything crazy, but it never (laughs) works just because I always end up wanting to bring stuff back and... You know, and I'm like, oh, this is really pretty. And then my friends will like this or whatnot. Sorry, excuse me, guys. <coughs> and yeah, I'm getting over a cold too, which is great. So I haven't been able to train since I've been back in the States. But <coughs> fun stuff. Sorry for that cough in your in your ear right there. But I just want to talk about like kind of the feeling when you're getting there. And I don't know if you guys have felt this, but like there's something unnerving about training as other plays. Like, you know, you make the plan, you pack your gi, you know, you pack all your stuff to, to go train. And there's just something about, you know, going to a new gym and meeting new people. And I think it is like wanting to know or feeling that your skills are not good enough or like you're not gonna represent your your gym well because I mean I, that's at least how I feel. Um just because I don't know, like I am sure that we all have those self deprecating like, oh I'm shitty at jujitsu kind of things. But like, you know, especially this year hasn't been the most, you know, trainy full year for me. So I felt like, oh man, you know, I'm gonna be crappy when I go to these places and, you know, they're going to be like, oh, wow, what are, what are they training? What are they teaching you over there? Like, are they even teaching you jujitsu? And there's, oh, it's always nerve wracking. Like there's that one sense of being of nerve rackedness when you're going to train. And then the second layer of being nervous of you know, training in your place, at least for me, is actually getting there. So um, for Panama, I could drive there, but Uh, I was thinking about the, you know, the actual traffic and then it was nighttime and like it was just, it's just, they they say that if you could drive in Panama, you could drive anywhere. And I'm sure there's multiple places that say that, but Panama is, driving in Panama is a different beast. And (laughs) yeah, and then for the Philippines, it was really interesting. So, uh to and I'll go back to Panama in, uh, in a little while, but in the Philippines, uh when I first arrived there, I was staying in Metro Manila, like very close to the airport and, you know, where my friend's gym is uh is like maybe 20 minutes by car, you know, nothing nothing crazy. So, you know, it took I was like, yeah, I'm going to take a taxi, whatever. Let me ball out on on this taxi, I guess. And the taxi drove me like part of the way. They're like, he, well, no, okay. I get into the car that the the, um, the guards at the hotel were like, hey, she's going here, like help her out, blah, blah, blah. And they were like, yeah, sure, no problem. So, the, so I want to point out the guy knew exactly where I was going. So if he couldn't bring me, he should have said it in the beginning. But of course, like, you know, make your paper boo-boo, I guess. But so when he uh like we start driving he's like oh actually I can't bring you here so I'm just like oh, okay can you bring me as close as you can and then let me out and then I could just figure it out from there I could um at this time I didn't even have grabs so I didn't know what the heck I was gonna do but you know whatever I would have figured it out um also sorry I'm stiffly because I'm just getting over a cold and I you know I came back from from traveling went back to work and then proceeded to get a cold expeditiously. Yeah. But, um, yeah. So, uh, the taxi driver leaves me in this random area and like, I like, I love the Philippines. I think it's, they have the most beautiful people, the kindest people. Um, and you know, if you're, if you're on like a beachy place, the most beautiful beaches and, the most delicious food you'll ever taste in your life, but the um, one thing that kind of and you know, of course, this is me speaking from my experiences. So if you know, for my Filipinos out there that you know, let feel offended. I I'm I don't mean to offend by saying this, or like I hope it doesn't come off as offensive. But um, walking in certain areas in Manila is a little bit iffy just especially it can be very dangerous for you as a foreigner and of course I look foreign. I'm like black as hell (laughs) in an Asian country so um I did feel at ease I mean it was the middle of the day so it was fine but like I did feel uneasy about walking in certain areas and like um since it was the beginning of my trip and it wasn't like you know I haven't been I hadn't had (sighs) How do I say this in English? Basically, I haven't been to the Philippines in a while. Like the last time I went to the Philippines was in 2015. I think, I believe, yeah, it was 2015 the last time I went to the Philippines. So I felt scared walking and I didn't want to put on my headphones just because I didn't want anyone to take anything off me. I wanted to be fully aware of my surroundings. And also I didn't want to, you know, have extra stuff on me just because like, Manila there are parts of Manila and there that are quite poor like I, I mean there's it's impoverished and it's really sad like I remember my first day there I was going to find food and I just I haven't I didn't have Jollibee's before and walked to Jollibee's and there was at least like 10 kids that stopped me to beg for money and I felt bad because you want to save everyone. You want to give everyone your money. But like, if you give everyone your money, then you're not going to have any money for yourself. So I felt bad, but you know, I just had to keep it pushing and, and whatnot. But yeah, after this taxi dri- driver dropped me off and I was walking around the streets and you know, I kind of was like, you know, looking around, seeing what's there and just kind of taking in the fact that I'm like in this place that I've been before but it was kind of a new discovery because again I haven't been there in like wait in eight years so sorry I had to do the math I'm (laughs) terrible I I have tendencies to be bad at math so yeah just that part of walking the street was a little bit nerve-wracking but once I finally got there and I saw um well they're friends now but So yeah, my new friends Brendo and Tina. So Tina is my um, my friend my friend's sister, and Brendo's her husband. So, and Brendo is a um, brown belt. With um, actually, this is another thing I want to talk about later. But like, he's part of the Filipino national team, which I thought. This is, like, the idea of this is so cool. But um, I got to train with them, and it was just, like, once you're in the gym, and even when I went to the the place – oh, I didn't shout them out. Um, Leal BJJ um, and uh, Professor Leonardo Gonzalez at um, Le- Leal BJJ in Panama in Parque Le Febre. Um, You know, they it was such a pleasure to go train with both these gyms um, and these people just because, like, I think – that's the amazing thing about jujitsu is the fact that, like, you know, you could have this nerve-wracking thing. You don't know, like, you know, you could be in a completely different culture, but jujitsu is the same. Like, the everyone's welcome, you know, everyone is in a place where if you want to learn, if you have a passion for the sport, people are going to help you. You're not going to be saying, you're like, oh, well, you're not going to feel left out. Maybe people, even in China, like... I, there were part, and I've talked about this like a billion trillion times before, but you know, there were points where I felt left out, but eventually you kind of find, you kind of nedge your way into like certain groups and you feel welcome and people want to embrace you because you're part of a team. Um, so <laughs> when, it, when it came to training it was kind of in both countries, it was like training in a freaking like hot box like just because keep in mind philippines hot country panama hot country and um for panama specifically it was it's it's the end of the it was the end of the rainy season so it was still super humid so even when as soon as i put on my gi i put on my gi i was sweating and then to roll like we'd even do a lot of like We just did one, really one technique and then the rest of the class was rolling. But even with that one technique, I was sweating my ass off and it was absolutely crazy. And then like, yeah, in the Philippines as well. I'm not sure if they have like a similar season to us. Like it wasn't. Oh, actually, no, now that I think about it, it was rainy season because... At the end of my trip, me and my friend were staying at this hotel and we were like, so hyped about it. Um, It was, we're like, oh my God, they have an infinity pool and look at it. It's so pretty, blah, 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 blah. We're going to be swimming in here before this, that, and the next. And um, it was raining the day that we arrived. The next day we had to do something. And then my friend left before I did. So I enjoyed the pool. And then I was like sharing pictures like, oh, I'm sorry. You could enjoy the pool. And he was like, oh, you suck. Da, 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 da. But yeah, shout out to Mark. He's cool. Um, but yeah, it was like even even like the training in these the gyms. And it's, you know, I, I think about like my um, my coach here in the States. It's like, you know, yes, he and then like our um a mutual friend slash coach at another, um, Henzo affiliate gym is always like, Oh yeah, put on the heat. It needs to be hot as hell in here. You know, heat is good for the body. And it just kind of was like a reminder of that. <laughs> so <coughs> that was nice and fun. Uh, what, what other stuff? Oh yeah. So I want to talk about specifically the Philippines and the, um, the Filipino national theme. So, Um, Brendo invited me because, um, because I'm a purple belt, he invited me to train with the, um, the national team and basically it's, they have, how do I explain this? So basically the national team is comprised of, um, jujitsu practitioners or like, well, athletes, I should say athletes from different gyms across um the country i guess i so more so in manila because like I, I i'm assuming that i didn't ask this deep into it like um but i'm assuming that they have to train if they have to train every sunday then they have to be somewhat close or if they have come if they're in different places and i'm assuming that they have to kind of be in a close proximity in order to train enough to prepare for competitions but I was told from what I was told from my new friend, Joanne, um, shout out to her. She's a purple belt was super awesome to train with her just because she was my size. Um, really technical, you know, tough girl, like, and she's was such, it was such a pleasure to roll with her. And she made me feel at ease, especially just because again, these are, this is the, it was the national, um, Filipino team. So I was like, what is my, like, you know touristy podunk ass like hobbyist ass doing there but they were super Everyone's super nice to me um but basically they they have um weight class competitions for um to for tryouts so it doesn't matter if you're like a like you know a blue belt white belt oh no, I think they are it's blowing up so it doesn't matter if you're blue um blue purple brown or black you go with people within your weight class And it's top one and top two that make it for the national team for that year. And you have to retry out every year unless you, like, win major competitions. So if you win, like, Worlds or ADCC Trials or um, Asia Trials. I can't remember the name of the – comp. there's a couple of competitions. I know I sound (sighs) – I swear people, I know jujitsu. I just don't know competitions or like, but basically there's a lot of major competitions in Asia throughout the year. So if you make those, um, those competitions or you, you win those competitions, then you don't have to, you, I guess you're like a legacy. So you don't have to re um, try out. So I think who, I think Brendo is, is one of those considerations because I know he's won a lot of competitions and stuff. So, and it was cool. So basically, um, I, you like, I was there and they had like, and also another thing I've never seen so many female black belts in one room in my life. And, you know, if you're listening to this and you're like, what are you talking about? Like, we have female, like, black- like, again, my perspective, I, you know, I've trained with female black belts. I've seen like, Max two female black belts in a room, but in this case there was like five female black belts. Um, I tr- I rolled with one of the one of them, Annie, and she like fired me right away. I was like, "Jeez, like tab," and she's like, "Oh, I'm sorry." And I'm just like, "Girl," and she was like, "Well, you you look tough," and I'm just like, "I know, but you're a black belt. Give me a give me a break, bud." So it was really funny, and it was a nice roll with her. So it was like, and again, like. Not, you know, like there's sometimes where you, like, there's certain belts that aren't treated equally, right? There's, you know, a hobbyist blue belt versus a competition blue belt, and there's like, you know, kind of, so on and so forth. But, you know, these people are athletes, so yeah. So it was you. Kind of, we came in. Um, the main uh professor there, I forget his name. Forgive me for that, but super kind, uh, super kind dude from New Zealand. He was showing some um like uh Delaheva passing stuff so um and gave us a couple of options there and then there was some um, after you know after drilling um this the position the Delaheva position for a few times then we had positional sparring then it was like straight up rolling so I got to roll with uh, quite a quite a few people so as I said like black Ball Annie I roll with Joanne I roll with like a, another um blue belt um I think no another blue belt and I think another purple belt I can't remember what belt that guy was but it was nice I got to roll with different body types different strengths different sizes it was a man it was so cool and then um yeah and it was just nice to you know kind of sit back and talk and oh another thing that was really cool too Um, there was a little girl there that was part of the national team. Like she was, you know, like I was asking like Joanne again, I was like, Oh, that little girl's on the national team. She's like, yeah. And she's tough. And I'm like, Oh, okay. I mean, of course you see those like little kid, um, little kid, uh, Instagram stuff when they're like arm barring people, like it's nobody's business. So I, I mean, I wasn't doubting it, but like, dang, so they, you know, and everyone trains together. So, like, that little girl was training with people. Obviously, like, they are taking it at their own pace, but they were not giving her any leeway just because she was a kid. She was, like, rolling like everyone else. Yeah, and I also took the time to, like, observe what, you know, observe, like, the, the people training, like, especially because, yes, they were, like, I think... I, as I said, there was like five, five or six female black belts, but there's more other um, male black belts. There's a lot of other, there, there's a lot of black belts in the room, man. <laughs> like, that's what I want to say. So just watching them roll, watching their, like how they do certain tactics and, you know, just seeing the mindset to the role in a way and just seeing how the coaches were coaching them was just like a it was just an amazing experience and like I'm so thankful to have gotten that experience just because like how often can you say like oh yeah you know I got to train with the Filipino national team like not many people get to say they they trained with some national team and I got that experience so I just want to thank Brendo for for allowing me that experience because I don't know it was amazing and yeah, I'm just in awe that I got to do that. And yeah. yeah, I mean, it wasn't, it was definitely an experience. And then like, I know I, I'm kind of skipping around here, but with Panama, it was just so nice to, um, it was, I mean, of course to train in a new gym, but to also talk about, um, just kind of the things that they do that are different, th- in Panama than in where I'm used to, so, um, for example, my new friend Victoria was telling me that they, I guess they have, um, promotions twice a year, so, um, which is, like, crazy to me, like, you, I mean, granted, I haven't been promoted in literal years, but it's fine, (laughs) I know, it's, like, different factors, but, Yeah, like, um, she was telling me that they, I guess their coach comes every, um, the main professor comes every six months, so, um, she was due for her blue belt then, and she just got it, so congrats to her, um, but yeah, like, just the idea of waiting that long, but at least you know when it's coming, it's coming, and then they also, another thing they do, they have, like, a test in a way so that you have to have certain skills for the belt level before you get your certain stripes or your certain belt so it's almost like in you know I know in karate and in taekwondo they have belt tests so it's almost like that but you don't actually have to like perform the move it's just like they have to see that you're able to do it I I I have to explain it but I just thought that was interesting just because I know that for I mean, at least for me and a a lot of the coaches and my friends, and you know, in my, that I, you know, my friends, I I was about to say the friends that I know, (laughs) they, they get promoted. It's kind of like their coach kind of sees their progression from where they were to where they are and they give them like a stripe or their next belt based on that. So I thought that was interesting. Uh, And also in Panama, definitely got my ass beat. It was great. Like, um... I forget, um, they call this guy, I forget the name of this guy, but, um, he, uh, he, he kicked my ass real bad, but apparently he, he always rolls with his eyes closed, because he, because he can't really see without his glasses, and he was, like, beating, beating my ass with his eyes closed, so it was just really, it was really fun, um, I'm just so fortunate that I got to, to have these trips, and. You know, I can't wait to, you know, travel and train more and go to different gyms and experience different cultures. And yeah. Oh, I was I also wanted to say I I did get to also spend some time in Korea, but didn't train while I was there. Unfortunately, Um, the last time I trained in Korea was maybe five or six years ago anyway. So Um, and I was at, um, I think, the Korean Zombies Gym. Uh, just because it was the only one that's close to me in Gangnam. So, yeah. But anyway, um, my question for you guys today is, where is one place you'd really like to train in the world? Like, which country? Not like a specific gym, but just a place. And why? Like, why would you want to train in that place? Tell me on my Instagram, at blackgirlwhitekey underscore Um, you know, of course, love talking to you guys. Um, please visit my website, um, blackgirlwhitegee.com. Also, if you haven't seen, I have a new shop, um, with some items in there, some shirts and some sweatshirts and some hats and cool stuff. So, you know, definitely check that out and I will catch you guys in the next one. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to this episode. Again, if you want to continue the conversation, please follow me on Instagram at Black Girl, White Gee, underscore BJJ. And don't forget, please like and subscribe to Matt Chat with Black Girl White Gee. I've been Jess and I'll see you next time. Bye.